Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. A very special episode in store this week as we ventured out to Catlin and Tuscola to talk with our 2022-23 Male and Female Athlete of the Year Award winners. From Salt Fork High School, our Male Athlete of the Year is Garrett Taylor after a terrific high school career that saw him succeed on the football field on the basketball court, and as a thrower, shot put and discus, Garrett Taylor, a deserving candidate and winner of our Male Athlete of the Year Award his senior year, and Ella Boyer, our Female Athlete of the Year Award, a great talent across the volleyball court, the basketball court, and the softball diamond, and they're both committed to continue their athletic careers at Illinois State University. Coblin Likas and I chat with both on the other side of this break, plus more on Extra Prep, our weekly high school sports podcast. For an unprecedented seven years in a row, the News Gazette has been named the state's best newspaper. Nobody covers all the area communities like News Gazette, our county section. Adding a News Gazette subscription is easy. For less than $1 per day, no other media outlet gives you award-winning, in-depth coverage of local news and sports. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe in the banner. Order a News Gazette print subscription today. Welcome back to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast and a very special episode this week as we crown and talk to our male and female athlete of the year award winners. With us now, the male athlete of the year award winner, Garrett Taylor. His parents, Tanya and Ryan, are here as well. Garrett Got to start with the obvious, Male Athlete of the Year 2023. How does it feel? You know, it feels really good. I've put in a lot of hard work, you know, and everybody else, you know, the coaches have really pushed me, and it just feels so great to see it all kind of come together and work out how it has. It feels so good. We tried really hard to keep it a secret from you, and you you told me after we presented you with the honor that that you were surprised, so nobody around school was really telling you what was going on. I mean, if I asked about why there was assembly, they all were just like, we just have one we don't know <laughs> so i had no idea yeah so tanya and ryan you guys as parents when did you guys find out and how were how were you able to keep it a secret from <laughs> from garrett at home well we found out what two weeks ago yeah and we just didn't talk about it <laughs> and if we did it was when he wasn't home <laughs> uh, that's funny uh, emotional moment for you guys as well though as parents i mean it's uh, it's not something that comes around all the time obviously yeah i mean it's uh. Sorry, I'll get there. Hey, no, you're good, Ryan. Take all the time you need. We've always uh, we've always tried to stress team first, family first, and I've always thought that the uh, the family has always rallied around each other, and uh, the boys really pushed each other and help each other out. And uh, and I'm really proud of what this family has accomplished. 
speaking of the Salt Fork family as a whole, of course, it, yes. like your guys' family too. A lot of great athletes in your guys' family as well. Does, does it start from the top, Garrett? Does it start from, from dad all the way down? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, my brothers, when we were little, like – Peyton and Bo, they didn't care that I was younger than them. They still just went like so hard on me at all times, and it kind of worked out in the end. You know, they're just always pushing me, and then my cousins, you know, they 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 don't care how old I was. They would still just go really hard on me, and it it really just does. You know, tra- uh, travels along, and yeah, they just always push me to be better, and I'm thankful for it. Even though sometimes I'd be very upset as a little kid losing every time, but. It helped me out in the long run. So, Tony, what was it like when those three were growing up? Uh, as, as Garrett kind of alluded to, I imagine a very active household, right? Everyone's always running around. Yes, so. very active household. <laughs> Not a lot of fighting, but a lot of competition in games. Everything was a competition. Mm-hmm. They made a game out of everything. Uh, thinking uh, thinking fast, for- fast forward a little bit, uh, Garrett, to when you're a freshman, you're part of that that covid class i guess your first year you know it starts off normal enough you're playing some football you're playing some basketball everything's gone what when you reflect back on that now what was it like to kind of have that be your high school indoctrination i guess it was definitely scary because i kind of got a grasp of what it was going to be like but then i didn't get that last uh end of it but it was just like i was just like what is going on and it was just like it was just like a big like news flash like mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen and it was good enough to try to get me, you know, down the road, I guess. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it it was something else. I mean, in the long run, it ended up helping because I was able, whenever COVID hit, I was able just to, like, that's when I really started to focus on weightlifting. Mm-hmm. With my brother, he was really, like, got me into it. And that's when I really started to, like, just go with that. And it just, like, it, I put on so much weight and a mm-hmm. bunch of muscle. So, it didn't. Long run, it sucked, obviously, but it ended up helping. So, <laughs> Playing all these different sports at Salt Fork, of course, football, basketball, track and field, how do they kind of help each other out? Obviously, so many great coaches here at, uh, at Salt Fork, but you know, how, do they, how does football help track and track help basket? And, and you get what I'm going for. Yeah, I mean, football, I definitely had to learn how to – my biggest thing that I thought was, like, I was never just, like, quick. I always felt like I was kind of on the slower end, and Getting myself faster for football, it definitely helped in all the other sports with my footwork and all that. And then basketball, just athleticism as a whole, just you got to be able to do all, you got to be able to guard, you got to be able to shoot, you got to be able to rebound, you got to be able to do all that. And it kind of just all transfers over. And the weightlifting is the biggest part for me is I got to get stronger for each sport. And then for one sport, I get strong and then I get stronger for the next and it just carries over. So it really just helped in all that aspect. Ryan and Tony, kind of building off that, he talks about improvements that he's made throughout his athletic career. What are some of the biggest changes you've seen in him as as an athlete throughout his high school career? Because you know, he's always had that some of that innate athleticism. He's always been a, a bigger kid who's probably going to bully some people around in the football field. But what are some changes you've seen in him? That's a, that's a Ryan question. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like uh, – the big thing that he touched on was the mm-hmm. weightlifting. Yeah. Uh, when when Peyton, when COVID hit, Peyton and him would go out onto a bin site where we tore down a bin, mm-hmm. and they would literally um, they would throw shot and disc mm. off the concrete bin pad, and they would throw it into well. Uh, there's a little crick there, and they would take a little red wagon, and they would go and load up all the discuses and walk back and do it again, and they would do that for hours and hours and hours. And uh, just because COVID hit, they, they're they very competitive, and they want to 
continue to compete. And so it gave it gave uh, Garrett. I think COVID gave Garrett some time to kind of uh, get his feet underneath him. Um, and once he started seeing the results of the weightlifting, it was it was like he was hooked. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Peyton and him have been doing uh, lifting programs together for since freshman year, correct? Mm-hmm. So I think that's really helped him out uh, a ton. Uh, and and he's also he's also one of those children that he can't get enough athletics. Mm-hmm. So at home he's watching football every Sunday. It's a family affair, you know. Every Sunday we're watching football together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're watching basketball together. We're watching baseball. We're watching. We're, we're, we watch track on ESPN <laughs> and stuff like that. So, um, and I think that I think that does play a big part. I think they're, you know, the kids that really kind of uh, watch a lot of sports growing mm-hmm. up. I think it helps them. It helps them learn the game and helps them be better athletes in mm-hmm. the long run. You guys should have been having some uh, some younger kids go and pick those uh, discuses out of the creek <laughs> for you guys. You should have paid them like a buck or something to go get them for you, make it a little faster. But. He told me the other day that his goal his goal for the year was to throw it over the creek. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the goal. How far is the creek? Do we do we have a general idea? It's like- it's, it's like 210 plus. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's doable. Yeah, it's possible, but. <laughs> Take a lot of work. It's, that would be, um, that'd be insane. Yeah, because we're at 191, three, and a fourth right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Obviously, still a little bit of the track and field season left, right? You know, gearing up for the the state meet here in a little bit. Uh, what's the mindset here? Obviously, you know, male athlete of the year, twenty two, twenty three, but it's not over yet. What's the mindset here, uh, you know, to, to make it to Charleston and continue to put forth a good effort yeah well you know the goal is is definitely you know get that state championship mm-hmm. my goal has always been at the beginning of the year i always wanted to hit 60 and 200 and i finally hit 60 but now i gotta hit 200 and i mean 200 is very far like i i can't believe like if i if you if you told me that my <laughs> freshman year like i would have been like there's just no way that I'm, like that's even like in like the realm of what i'm gonna do but i mean it's definitely possible i know i can do it it's just a matter of when i'm gonna do it and you know, at state, I, I just want to get the state record. I want to win. Like that's always just the biggest thing. Is, but I got to work there to get it. It's just not. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I still got to in this last stretch. I still got to go, and I still got to put in the work every day. So, we're, we're fully focused on throwing right now, obviously. But when you think about this senior year that it's been as a whole, I mean, this this senior class that you guys have at Salt Fork, so talented across the board. Well, how do you reflect upon just from football to basketball to track, just how much fun all of this has been for the, the last seven months? Yeah, it's it's this has definitely been the most fun year by far. I mean, it's not even in comparison. I mean, basketball this year was like, I compared it to all the others, and basketball this year was just more fun. Like, everyone on the team was just best friends. Like, we all just, like, we all got along, and it was just super fun to have be, like, be with them every day. And, like, it, it was just been so fun this year, especially basketball, like, I've never had more fun in a in a sport of a season than that. Like it was just so fun, and then football. I also had much fun too. Like I finally felt like I was a lot more confident. Like I was like, man, I need to be able to do this, and I wasn't really timid as I was. And it's just been so fun this year. Could you pick a favorite memory from your time at Salt Fork? <laughs> Sounds like basketball season this year might have the inside track, but really, you've got so much to reflect on in in every sport. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of memories. Oh my goodness, I don't know if I can pick one. I mean. I remember, ooh, I don't even know. <laughs> Favorite memory? I remember my freshman year, there's a good memory. It's funny, but I remember Coach, My I was a freshman, and my brother was a senior, 
in you know at practice we were doing a scrimmage and coach johnson was the he was the referee mm-hmm. and peyton did a backcourt violation and they just he was like that was just not a backcourt violation and they started like going back and at it at each other and that was just i remember that was just so funny <laughs> to me and then another memory from my freshman year i remember when peyton was guarding me one time and i remember i remember i scored on him and i was pretty happy about that because <laughs> i didn't do that a lot and Doing in like a scrimmage. I remember if it was a drill or something, but that, I remember that was pretty fun too. That freshman year, he didn't knock you down getting getting oh, in the lane he, or anything like that. In football, he knocked me down every <laughs> single day. So yeah. For you guys' as parents watching this senior year specifically, are there any specific memories so far that kind of stand out? Is you know whether they're happy or even more emotional, just stuff that that was fun from this year watching Garrett uh, enjoy his senior year athletically as he did. I mean, I mean, hard to you, narrow down. Yeah, there, there's a lot of things that kind of come to mind. I mean, as far as senior year, I mean, mm. winning winning the regional in basketball mm. that was that was. Uh, that was very enjoyable. Um, winning a playoff game in football, mm-hmm. also very enjoyable. Um, you know, we were we were on the road, and I was going to say you make the trip all the <laughs> way out to Red Hill. Yeah, That's... All, all the way the Red Hill. That was very enjoyable. Um, you know, there, there's a. It's it's to to us. It's always been. Um, we we. When there, there's going to be moments when when you're when when Garrett had bad games, mm-hmm. I mean it's it's part of it's part of athletics. Um, but one of the things that me and Tanya have always tried to stress was it's a lot easier for us to uh, accept a bad game when we win as a team. Mm-hmm. So so it's a lot a lot easier for us to swallow that. So you know sometimes sometimes you just kind of come home and you go, hey, tonight wasn't your night, and you just kind of move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in basketball, that was that was pretty enjoyable because we didn't <laughs> lose very much, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, that was very enjoyable. Uh, but that, that's what I would, I would, I would take take out of uh, the senior year was mm-hmm. some the big game moments that that you know, and there's and there's more in there, you know, of course that you could probably sit down and think about, and it's kind of one of those things that you uh, you don't get to enjoy it much during. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you've got to move on to the next game and the next game and the next game. So when the season's over, you kind of reflect back. And those are kind of the, the things that make you smile. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're at work, you'll be thinking about something and it just kind of pops up. So. And then looking forward, Garrett, what advice do you have? Obviously, you're getting ready to graduate here in a couple of weeks on to Illinois State. What advice do you have for the, the classmates you, I don't want to say leave behind, but who will continue to uh, carry on the, the storm you know, identity here in the next couple of years. Definitely hit the weight room. <laughs> that's that's the biggest thing is the weight room. That's what got it going for me, and without it, I would not be where I am right now. So that's definitely the biggest thing is just get bigger. So Good way to end it, I think. I think so. <laughs> I think so. We'll leave it there with our 2022-23 Male Athlete of the Year, Garrett Taylor. Garrett, again, congratulations, an honor well-deserved, and his parents, Ryan and Tanya, here with us as well. We'll take a quick break and come back with a chat with our Female Athlete of the Year, so stick around for that. For an unprecedented seven years in a row, the News Gazette has been named the state's best newspaper. Nobody covers all the area communities like News Gazette, our county section. Adding a News Gazette subscription is easy. For less than $1 per day, no other media outlet gives you award-winning, in-depth coverage of local news and sports. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe in the banner. 
Order a News Gazette print subscription today. Welcome back to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. We just heard from Garrett Taylor, our 2022-23 Male Athlete of the Year, and now it's time to talk with Ella Boyer and family. Ella, congratulations, our 2022-23 Female Athlete of the Year. How does it feel? Um, it was a really surprise. I mean, my family kept it a big secret for me. I really didn't know going into it. Um, you know, it's something I feel like I've worked really hard for um, in both sports that I participated in this year. So just getting something like this is kind of cool. Absolutely. And, and joined, of course, by your parents, Dale and, and Amy Boyer. Sister Ava Boyer is here. Grandparents Ginger and Dale are here as well. Dale, uh, to, to be here today, uh, we had a nice little gathering a little bit ago. Teammates coming out into the gym to, to see Ella accept the award and, and give her some congratulations. What's, what's that moment like for you? Oh, as a parent, it's something that's, uh, you know, um, just an unbelievable feeling, something you never, you know, expect or anticipate. I know when we got word uh, a little bit before today that this was going to come down, I mean, it's just a unbelievable um, recognition for, for one, you know, one of your kids to, to achieve and to be recognized for and um, to be able to, to share that with coaches and teammates, um, you know, at the high school level. Um, I know Ella will be the be the first to tell you that, you know, she doesn't get this recognition without, um, you know, the others on the basketball team or the softball team or the instruction that she's got from her high school coaches. And even that, the support from the from the administration and support staff here. We're very blessed at Tuscola High School with some some great leaders uh, throughout the building. And uh, But as a parent, it's a pretty cool feeling to be able to have this uh, uh, time to be recognized. Amy, we mentioned, or Ella mentioned, I should say, that it was a total surprise to her that this happened. What was it like for you guys? You two as parents knew well ahead of time before she did, uh, trying to keep that secret from her over the, the course of about a week and a half. Oh, keeping any secret away from Ella is very hard. <laughs> um, and we just... I don't know. We, I kept it a secret. <laughs> you managed to. It was hard, but we kept it a secret. It made it easier knowing that this was going to be kind of a, a fun moment for her to share with all of her classmates, too, I imagine, for right? For sure. I vote, I, yeah. And being able to see her face whenever um, she was surprised. <laughs> Ella, being able to do this within the Tuscola community as well, where everybody is so entrenched in sports, most people are anyway entrenched in sports, and this means so much to people. Just uh, how exciting is it to share it with uh, members of the Warrior community like this? Um, I just feel like, you know, going out on the court or on the field, playing with, like, all my teammates. So, you know, when you play a lot of sports together from the small town you know multiple people play multiple sports so you really get a nice bond with like all your teammates and stuff like that and then obviously making the connection with people around town you know Tuscola is a big uh sports town uh the night or the town kind of shuts down whenever there's a sports game going on so just making like connections with like everyone around town everyone through the community and stuff like that it's really fun to be a part of as well well, Ava, you've gotten two years to uh, to do this with Ella as well. Not not to mention the stuff before high school that you guys probably did together, whether it be softball, basketball, even volleyball. Uh, what have these last two years been like for for you to just you know share? You share the infield with your sister. You share the basketball court with your sister. What what has this all been like? Um, she really lifts me up in like the toughest situations, and if I mess up, she'll let me know what I did wrong, and I'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I really love playing alongside of her. It just 
brings out the best of me, I feel like. So she uh, she helps you out in situations, and you, you you told us before you tried to help her by making sure she was dressed appropriately for, <laughs> yes. for, the, uh, for the presentation today. Yes. <laughs> that was nice of you to, to give that back. Uh, From a, a Led Zeppelin shirt to an Illinois yeah, State Yeah, that's shirt. what we were told, yes. <laughs> that's what we were told. Absolutely. Ella, your senior season's far from over, obviously, senior school year as well. How do you reflect upon just the senior year as a whole, whether it be, you know, all the athletic accomplishments or even everything else surrounding your school year? Yeah, I know um, just going into my senior year, um, going into basketball, you know, we knew that our team, you know, would have been going to do some good things, but obviously we didn't know, like, how well we were going to be, you know, only having two losses on the year and really just showing everyone, like, you know, what we were made of and stuff like that. And then obviously transitioning all that success to softball. Um, we're, like, 19, 8? 18 and 10, I think is right. 18 and 10 or something like mm-hmm. that, you know. Yeah. Um, we did lose a lot um, the past couple years softball-wise, but I think uh, we transitioned really well and a lot of people stepped up and just having the success and the, being a part of all of that is something I'm really thankful for. Yeah. Well, talking about – we just talked about your senior year. We, we mentioned this with our male athlete of the year, Garrett Taylor, before just you come into this as, as a COVID freshman. I mean, what when you reflect back on that, just what was that experience like and how much did that maybe shape – you know, what ended up being your high school career? Yeah, um, going into my freshman year, you know, it was kind of, especially when COVID happened, but like before that, just basketball and stuff like that, I knew as a freshman, I really wanted to be like a starter for all four years of high school. So that was something I really, you know, worked hard for. And then once I got the starting spot um, at the end of my basketball season, my freshman year, I broke a thumb and I I was faced with the decision of, uh, you know, resting the thumb and getting ready for softball season or finishing out postseason and being the more softball player I am and doing that all my life. Uh, me and my dad came to the decision that probably just put out the basketball shoes for the year and, you know, get ready for softball. And that didn't know later on that I was not going to have a softball season. So I feel like just having a lot of opportunities and stuff like that taken away um, – really just like opened my eyes you know can't take everything for granted you know um having to work like extra hard especially for um like basketball wise like the records and stuff like that you know having shortened seasons and stuff like that um it really helped me as a person to you know persevere through everything you know work extra hard know that not everything's gonna be as easy as it seems you know there's gonna be rough patches and stuff like that but I definitely feel like um from freshman year to now, I think I met, or made most of what the time I had and all the opportunities I had. Dale, uh, with Ella and Ava in the fold growing up, just how competitive was that <laughs> dynamic? I, I imagine maybe some spirited, you know, pickup games in the driveway, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, I think we could probably just put it in a nutshell what's gone on in the house the last four to six weeks. Um, there's been quite the banter. Um, the younger <laughs> younger Boyer uh, got off to a pretty good start in softball and took the lead in the home run race, and then the <laughs> older one let her know a little bit about it and back and forth. So uh, it's been quite the last uh, uh, you know good time here the last few weeks listening to to them kind of go back and forth. But um, you know that's probably been the biggest takeaway I know from Amy and I over the last two years in particular is, you know, we've been very blessed as parents um, to have kids that are um, successful on the court and the diamond and classroom and other areas too, but just to be able to sit back as parents and watch the two of them play together has been something that, you know, it's really hard to put into words. Um, you know, it's a dream come true when you see your your kids play any sport, um, but to be able to play together and have success together um, has been just, you know, absolutely mind-blowing and things are too. But yeah, I mean, they've got to play together when they were young. Um, I think when Ava was seven and Ella was nine, 
was the first year they stepped on a softball field together um, and played ball for a couple of years. And then unfortunately, being the two years that they are, most of the time on the softball field, they're, they're separated and split. So uh, same way, too, for you know being a sophomore and a senior. So when Ella was in eighth grade, Ava was just in sixth grade. And so didn't get the opportunity to play at the junior high level together there, too. So they definitely push each other. I think they bring the best out in each other. Um, I know Ava would be the first uh, to say that you know she looks up to her older sister quite a bit. I think uh, you know obviously Ella has set the bar high for her, um, but I think that helps drive and motivate uh, not only Ava, but we also have a little guy, unfortunately, that couldn't make it this today um, due to some. He's in third grade right now, and um, I think you know it's just a, a great role model inside the inside the house to try to strive for success like what Ella's been able to to experience these last few years. Dale, Amy, and also Ginger and Dale, if you guys want to chip in at all. But uh, thinking about Ella's senior year specifically, are there any specific, you know, sports-related memories that, that kind of really stand out to you guys, you know, whether it is a win or maybe even a loss or just something else that was, was going on, something behind the scenes that, you know, didn't make the newspaper or the TV show? I'm not sure we got enough time for this on today's <laughs> podcast or whatever. We can, you know, let quite a few things air here. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think probably, you know, one of the biggest ones um, – for this year, probably two moments in basketball. Obviously, I've spent a lot of time with Ella at the softball diamond over the years, and actually both girls and stuff, and seen her do some amazing things uh, on a softball diamond, and that's led to not only success here at the high school level, but her, you know, obviously her future too. But you know, being able to watch her on the basketball court has been something I've truly enjoyed. Um, and this year, being able to break a school record for uh, um, th- uh, career three pointers, and then also break her own record for three pointers in a season. I'll never forget the the one at the beginning of the year for that, and then also. To you know, plat- passing the thousand point plateau, um, something that obviously you always shoot for, and you think you maybe got a chance, but then, like I said, you know, freshman year cut short for COVID, sophomore year shortened season, you're just not sure how those things will go, type of deal. So probably the the, the memories on the basketball courts what I'll take away uh, from from the senior year in particular, um, but uh, but just seeing the two girls play on the softball field and uh, turn a double play is is pretty special when I get to see that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Amy's like, wow, you covered it pretty well there. No, no, Ginger and Dale are. You, you covered it really well, Dale. <laughs> no, that was, that was a good look. And uh, Ella, just being a part of this year's, uh, keeping with a basketball theme here, being a part of the team this year, you got. I blank on the record. What was it? Twenty five, twenty six wins in a row to start 30, the thirty three and two. Thirty three yeah. and two. Twenty five and no. Twenty five, twenty six. Oh yeah, big winning yeah. streak to start. How, how fun was it to be a part of that team uh, that really you know I know energized Tuscola and, and got a lot of play even even beyond in the surrounding communities. Yeah, I know. Um, especially with like the beginning part of our season, we always play like a tough pre conference schedule. So just like you know, just even going. You know, three and zero because the year before we started off like zero and three. Just going three and zero against some uh, top good teams, and you know, in Central Illinois, uh, was just a really good feeling. And then um, knowing that you know we lost against them last year, but you know, with all of our hard work throughout the summer and throughout the off season, um, we knew that with all of our hard work and everything going forward, that we could accomplish anything that we really put our mind to. So when we ended up getting to uh, 25 and 0, you know, mm-hmm. is a good feeling. Obviously, had the setback of losing our first game, but you know, getting that one back in the sectional of the first game, I think that was a against St. Anthony. You know, losing to them by 20, but then having a thrill of our game um, in the postseason, which obviously we'd rather have the postseason one than uh-huh. 
rather send them home than, you know, them send us home and vice versa. Um, so just having like, you know, a great season, you know, basketball is something that I obviously, you know, I took serious, but it was just kind of a sport. I kind of played for fun, you mm-hmm. know, more stress free than, you know, softball, since that's what I'm going to be doing for the next four years or stuff like that. So just really sitting back and enjoying, um, playing with like all my teammates, um, younger and, you know, my age and just doing something with all of them was just a fun experience to have with everyone. And Ella, uh, you and I kind of talked about this during your Player of the Year story for girls basketball. Ava, I kind of want you to chime in here too, if you want as well, because I saw you, two of your fingers are taped up right now. The, <laughs> the competitive drive that, that Dale kind of referred to earlier, I, I know that's a big part of you guys as athletes as well. How much pride do you guys take in kind of the bumps and bruises, I guess, you've gotten over the years? You mentioned the broken thumb that you told me you played a game through or tried to play a game through anyway back yeah. in the day. And Ava, I'm sure you've played through some stuff too, even in just two years at Tuscola. How much pride do you guys take in that? now knowing how much it's helped Tuscola sports um yeah just uh going with like you know obviously playing sports you know injuries are going to happen one way or another you know unless you're uh really lucky you know maybe (laughs) something won't happen but um I think I've had my few share of minor setbacks uh (laughs) obviously breaking breaking my thumb my freshman year and then and then the summer of my freshman year uh playing travel softball i had a collision and i uh fractured my tibia tore my meniscus in my mcl and just being um someone who has as me uh, that kind of just like like identifies as an athlete and just kind of my life um really revolved around sports and stuff at the time having to like take a setback um i feel like what that's what really turned me into the athlete I am today, you know, off the court, on the court, you know, just turning into a leadership type of person I am. Um, I think not being able to compete and stuff like that really showed me that, you know, I can still help my teammates out by being a leader, uh, motivator and stuff off the field, off the court. And so I feel like that's why I have, you know, had the success I've had throughout my four years. And um, that's why I feel like, you know, I played really well with the <laughs> Warriors in Tuscola across my chest was just learning all these life lessons and mm-hmm. um, all the experience I had to go through. Yeah. She covered it pretty well there, Ava. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How you guys compete against each other. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> I specifically remember this one time my mom took us to Northward and we were 1v1ing and we were getting really mad at each other. We're talking basketball? Yes. Yeah. We beat up on each other that night a lot. I probably started <laughs> crying, got a little mad, face probably got really, really red. And that's just one of the moments I'll probably always remember with my sister. <laughs> who, who ended up winning? <laughs> uh, probably her. <laughs> <laughs> Ella, the, uh, the next chapter, of course, takes you to normal, Illinois State. Uh, it, kind of an Illinois State theme with our Athletes of the Year this year. How excited are you to to? to set forth on that next chapter yeah you know Illinois State uh kind of like the first softball camp I ever went to whenever mm-hmm. my papa down there brought me to uh the camp so and my mom went to school there so just kind of just you know looking up as a young athlete young softball player to like all those college athletes it just kind of made like a unique experience that's something I feel like uh maybe like not forget and that's why I kind of chose Illinois State because just knowing that the atmosphere was a home away from home you know I'm only you know, an hour or so away, so I can can come back to Tuscola if I ever need to. You know, I'm a big sports person. You know, me and my sister are very close, so I'll be trying to get back as much as I can to watch her play as well as uh, my younger brother. We have 
a very close relationship. Um, yesterday, you know, we went to the shed together, just me and him, you know, trying to get him into the baseball mm-hmm. mentality. Um, <laughs> not sure if he's going to ever get there or not because <laughs> he's been at the ball field a, a ton uh, growing up and stuff like that. But, no, um, going to normal, I feel very comfortable with going there um, with uh, head coach Tina Kramos. You know, she was there whenever I was at my first camp. Even though Melinda retired, I fully trust her and the way she'll run things and stuff like that. And I know – it was a smooth transfer over from assistant to head coach, and everyone loves her being as a head coach. And so I really feel comfortable calling that home for my next four years with, you know, my family being back here. But just coming back, knowing that I can come back to Tuscola whenever I need to, whenever I want to, is uh, something that I think I'll take advantage of. <laughs> the only other thing I can think to ask, because Joey asked it too, Garrett Taylor, our male athlete of the year. Ella, for you being a going to graduate here shortly what advice would you leave maybe athletically maybe just in general for you know future warriors uh, people who are coming up through the Tuscola ranks moving forward yeah um I would just say sometimes sports you know they can really get into your mind and stuff like that um just you gotta sometimes you just gotta sit back look back on like everything you've accomplished everything you've done and just know that sports is a game, you know, it's something you do for fun. It's not life or death, you know. If you do go 0 for 3, if you go in batting or if you go for 3, you know, in free throws and stuff like that, to, you know, don't hang your head too much. Um, fortunately for me, I always know that even after high school that I'll have the next game and stuff like that. Um, but I really just say, you know, cherish um, all the memories you have, um, all the games you have with all your friends, whether it's stuff like that. I know I'll cherish all my memories that I had with my sister, you know, playing on the court and playing on the field with her until my last one comes. Um, yeah, I definitely just say just, you know, mm-hmm. it's a game. It's supposed to be fun. Um, try not to read too much into it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Well said. Absolutely. Unless we forget, there's, of course, still some softball left to be played as we record this, too. So still some very important games in the postseason. But I, I think that's a, a good place to leave it. Alec, again, congratulations on uh, what's been a, a great year so far. Certainly athletically still a little more to go. And a thank you to Dale, Amy, Ava, and Ginger and Dale for joining us here <laughs> on uh, Extra Prep, our weekly high school sports podcast. Uh, again, a big thank you and, and congratulations to Ella Boyer will take a quick break and come back for just a little bit more on Extra Prep. Stick around. For an unprecedented seven years in a row, the News Gazette has been named the state's best newspaper. Nobody covers all the area communities like News Gazette, our county section. Adding a News Gazette subscription is easy. For less than $1 per day, no other media outlet gives you award-winning, in-depth coverage of local news and sports. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe in the banner. Order a News Gazette print subscription today. Welcome back to Extra Prep. Joey Wright and Colin Likas back at the News Gazette newsroom hanging out with you after a busy week of trips to Catlin and Tuscola. Again, congratulations to Garrett Taylor and Ella Boyer, our 2022-23 Male and Female Athletes of the Year. And and Colin, two deserving kids. They've had great seasons, three sports apiece, and and they've succeeded in all of them. Absolutely. I can't think of, well, I shouldn't say I can't think of more deserving candidates. We had some other good candidates for boys and girls as well, Um, but Definitely two deserving candidates when you think of Garrett and Ella. Uh, Garrett, you know, we we joke around that he uh, would probably be able to throw us through a wall or a pane glass window <laughs> if uh, if he didn't get the award. But he's such a nice kid. I know he'd never do that. He was definitely surprised 
uh, he and his dad were, were very emotional uh, when we talked to them, which was uh, great to see that kind of pour out a little bit. You don't always see that from uh, male high school athletes, especially from, you know, the big burly guys who you think of as, as superheroes almost. And to see Garrett kind of uh, talking with his dad about uh, throwing, trying to throw the discus across the creek 210 <laughs> feet away and things like that, which he's not that far away from. Uh, that was pretty cool. And uh, Ella seemed surprised as well at Tuscola. She uh, is just a well-composed athlete and person, uh, just easy to talk to. can tell she's passionate about sports and passionate about the Tuscola community and really appreciate that from her as well. Tuscola is one of those communities that really deeply rooted in its high school sports. So to be able to recognize the fourth girls athlete of the year from Tuscola in the history of us doing this since 2003, that was pretty cool, I think. And uh, Garrett Taylor, the first from Salt Fork. Yeah. Now, of course, Salt Fork hasn't been around in right. its current form since 2003. No, none from Jamaica or <laughs> Catlin or anything like that, Seidel, mm-hmm. anything like that, though. So, yeah, it's only been around for about 10 years in its current form, but uh Definitely a deserving candidate over there, for sure. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, as we mentioned in our interviews with the two, they've both got some uh, some some games and mm-hmm. uh, meets and, and what have you left this season. Ella on the softball diamond and Garrett, of course, aiming to get back to Charleston. And you've got to think uh, both have, you know, pretty you know they've got reason to believe their season might not be over for some time Mm -hmm. Uh, Garrett of course made it to Charleston last year and Ella um, you know keying up a a Tuscola team that's maybe you know I should they're what 18 and 11 now about 17 17 and 11 11. so um, I know they came in as our preseason number one Mm -hmm. they maybe would have liked to have a few more in the win column but a lot of those losses to two a schools so far and uh you never know. They could they could easily get hot at the right time here. Yeah, the Central Illinois Conference in softball has played really strongly this season. It's been very even across the board uh, for the most part. So I think Tuscola's win-loss record is a little deceiving. you got kids like Ella who's hitting somewhere around 460 uh, through Wednesday, and she's only ranking third on her team in batting average. That kind of tells you this team hits really well. Uh, they've been trying to settle Izzy Wilcox, who's leading the team in batting average and is another star senior. Uh, been trying to settle her into the pitch. Role. It's not something she's kind of more naturally inclined to do. She's more naturally inclined to be smacking the ball around the yard like she has this season. But I think she's kind of coming on here as the, as the season winds down. And like you said, most of their losses are to 2A schools who they won't have to see in the Class 1A playoffs. So I think they'll be battle-tested when they go into that. Uh, you know, I, I almost want to say we're guaranteed to say see Garrett Taylor at Charleston for Boys Track State, but... There, there are no guarantees, which we talked about once we were done chatting with him and his parents earlier this week. It, around here in th- boys' throws, we have some of the best in the state. Not only Garrett, who leads 1A in both farthest shot and discus throw this year, but Chris Boyd from Tuscola and Mitchell Myers from Arcola, two other guys who rank second and third in shot and discus in the state. So it's tough competition. If you have an off day, if you're Garrett Taylor, you might not go to state this year. Uh, Maybe you hit the automatic qualifying mark anyway, because that's just kind of the kind of how good he is at this point. But uh, he's got to be locked in from the get go. Uh, But yeah, good chance, I think, to at least repeat as the three time discus state champion. And I think he's going to be trying to 
to shoot for that shot put state title for the first time too. Absolutely, he's uh, he's got a good track record and no pun at, intended. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> I like how that one uh, <laughs> flowed together. But yeah, he's got a good track record, got a good body of work. So certainly not a stretch to say he he may make it three in a row and maybe capture that first shot put title. It is uh, already the postseason for some of our small school girls soccer programs. Mm-hmm. Uni High and Monticello kicked off their postseasons. Uh, earlier this week, Uni High eliminated, but Monticello still alive. And uh, here, uh, Saturday, right, is when um, softball and baseball get going, or is that on Monday? So that'll be on Monday, yep. yep. And also, uh, St. Thomas Moore Girls Soccer kicked off their postseason yesterday. Yep. And pulled a minor upset, five seed over a four seed against Warrensburg. So STM and Monticello, not against each other, but they will both be competing for a regional championship on Friday. And yeah, they moved those, uh, those start of the baseball and softball postseasons to Monday for the quarterfinal games so that's when we'll get underway in 1a and 2a and then uh, 3a on the horizon i think one thing worth mentioning uh, champaign central and centennial softball have not faced each other yet this season they'll play each other twice next week lo and behold they draw each other in a regional semifinal <laughs> the week after that so they're going to be playing each other unless they schedule some other games in three consecutive games uh, here with the third one deciding who gets to keep playing and whose season will come to an end so talk about high stakes that should be a pretty exciting crosstown matchup there They'll have a lot of familiarity. Will the Chargers and Maroons enter a champagne battle? That should be a lot of fun. And uh, it's it's that time of year. You know, Colin, we've had uh, some success the last couple of years with teams making runs in our area um, to the state finals, uh, mm-hmm. looking at baseball and softball. Last year you look at uh, in, you know, on the softball side, Muhammad Seymour and Unity and Leroy making a run mm-hmm. to the baseball state finals. It's, uh, it's a fun time of year as the weather warms up and we get to see – who makes that run to Dozer Park in the case of the small school baseball teams? Uh, Joliet, right, for the 3A and mm-hmm. 4A teams, yep. and then Louisville Slugger for softball. Yeah, I think uh, at this point I've kind of marked off uh, that spot on my calendar <laughs> that first weekend of June for 1A, 2A for at least one school to make it, whether yep. it's baseball or softball. It's just kind of how it's played out. Um, I think right now on the softball side, Unity and St. Joe got to be two of the favorites in the Class 2A side. I wouldn't be surprised if Leroy Softball is making a run there, playing really well right now, 26-5 and five at the time we record this podcast, so pretty awesome there. Um, on the baseball side, you know, it's been a while since I've really had to mark off that 3A, 4A weekend for baseball or softball. But Muhammad Seymour Baseball seems like the team that maybe could be getting to that second weekend of June for 3A State. Uh, they really took it to Moroa Forsyth, the team that placed fourth in Class 2A last year uh, on Wednesday afternoon, scoring 11 runs in the first inning and beating them 14 nothing in five innings. Uh, Muhammad is not messing around at this point. They're playing loose, but they're also very, very intense when the games get going. So watch out for the Bulldogs come postseason time. And, of course, they're led by Blake Walters, who may well find himself mm-hmm. a first-round pick yeah. in the MLB draft here in a couple That's a good weeks. way to start, but uh, <laughs> I watched him absolutely pulverize a home run yesterday, two-run shot. But Brayden Houchin hit a grand slam yesterday. Carter Selk, who's batting in the three spot in a team with multiple future Division One athletes, hit a home run yesterday as well. Uh, so, yeah, the Bulldogs are not a one-pony show by any means. They are up and down the lineup and multiple spots on the pitcher's mound loaded this year. And speaking of home runs, got to go back to softball. Shane Imke mm-hmm. getting close to the IHSA record for yeah. home runs. Now, it, does St. Joe have any more games left this yep. week? So okay. they play Charleston today uh, as we record this, so Thursday, if you're listening. Um, they play Charleston at home on Thursday. Randy Wilkin Field, I, I believe that will be their senior night. So it would be pretty cool if she's able 
able to accomplish it on senior night, but she still has to hit two in order to set the new record. She she needs one to tie. Uh, the athlete, or the record is held by two individuals from Goreville and Schaumburg back in the mid to early 2010s uh, at 20, uh, 24. Amke actually, is the, as of right now, if she were to, to just finish with 23, she'd be the only IHSC softball player to ever hit exactly 23 home runs in a season, <laughs> which is really strange. Uh, there's been a lot of 22s, including Bailey Dowling, who... Uh, Imke surpassed earlier this week for the St. Joe all single season home runs record. But yeah, uh, they're playing Charleston on Thursday. Uh, Coach Larry Sparks told me that the Spartans are trying to find a Monday game ahead of their Tuesday regional uh, semifinal game. Uh, they they want to pack in as many games as they possibly can, so we'll see if they can find a big school opponent to play on uh, Monday before they start their postseason run on Tuesday. But at the end of the day, uh, as Shane told me and as Larry Sparks told me, even though, yeah, it would be cool if Shane Imke got that home run record, you got to think, St. Joe hasn't won a regional softball title since 2019. That's kind of a long drought for yeah. a program like St. Joe, so I think they probably have that on their mind more than anything. Well, if they pick up a game on Monday, they won't want to face Abby Savalaski over <laughs> at Westville, who continues to, <clears throat> pardon me, who continues to have a a great run against yes. uh, Central Illinois batters. Seven uh, hundredth career strikeout the other night, struck out sixteen. That was a no hitter. Uh, Westville's defense made two errors, but she didn't give up a hit or a walk. And then she followed it up with four perfect innings last night. I blank on the opponent, but mm-hmm. Westville a, a big Iroquois winner. West, Iroquois yeah. West, yes, and. Uh, Abby Sabalaski, she, you know, you need a good pitcher to make a run to mm-hmm. Louisville Slugger, and she's also a really good hitter. You know, yeah. she seems to fill uh, both needs for the Tigers. Yeah, it's it's interesting though if they did want to pick up Westville, um, they've actually played each other this season, and St. Joe handed Abby Sabalaski probably her only truly rough outing of the season. Granted, it was probably about forty-five degrees, and it was also drizzling, yeah. but that was the game in which St. Joe scored twenty-seven runs in a single inning, which might also be an IHSA record. I, <laughs> I don't know if I just really <laughs> keeps track of that or not. But um, by and large, Abby Savalaski, not only this season, but since she came into the softball ranks over in Vermilion County, has just been an absolute stud. Westville's had kind of the misfortune of just drawing really tough opponents in the postseason. Each of the last two years, it's been Unity, who went on to earn a state trophy. This year, they got Tutopolis, who they just dropped a 5-2 decision to last weekend. So they can play with them, certainly. A three-run loss is, you know, that's that's doable. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Westville was able to pull off that win. But uh, it just seems, you know, some years you look at teams and think, oh, they got a, they got a good draw, got a good setup there. Westville softball could use a, a good draw. Yeah. They keep just drawing really rough opponents despite having a largely good regular season. So we'll see if the Tigers can break through that regional semifinal, regional final stage. Well, and that brings up one more, uh, I guess we've just uh, taken a softball theme to this episode bit. of Extra Prep. But, of course, you mentioned Unity, and i got to sneak that in there. Yeah. Uh, maybe a quiet 25-game win season, 25-win <laughs> uh, season, I should yeah. say, this season. They were the first softball team to uh, appear on Extra Prep, and that was... I think at the time they were maybe five games into the season. It was really early, but mm-hmm. uh, you know there was talk. Well, they lost a lot from their their last two teams that yeah. made runs to state, but they've uh, clearly reloaded and twenty five wins so far. The the Rockets, you know, maybe they could make it back to back to back. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect from Unity. Amy Davis and her staff obviously do a great job over there, and the the softball culture track trick trickles down. Hard for me to say, um, well beyond the high school ranks. So reloading was not. Out of the uh, not out of the realm of possibility, and Unity's young players have stepped up. They're led by some veteran talent like Ashlyn Miller, Reese Sarver, and Ruby Tarr, but a lot of young players, you know, juniors, sophomores, and and freshmen who didn't see much or any varsity time last year. 
I've really stepped up. You know, Lindy Bates was somebody who kind of came on a little bit as last season was winding down as a freshman, and she's become a great hitter, fielder, and number two pitcher for Unity. Uh, Jenna Adkins was an athlete who was seeing some varsity time last season. And then as they're warming up for their first game at State, she suffers an injury trying to track down a fly ball during warm-ups and doesn't end up playing at all. So she's hitting leadoff for Unity, and she's done a great job. So... Uh, yeah, can't can't count the Rockets out. They took a loss to St. Joe in St. Joe last week, but you know, rivalry game. It's something that happens. Uh, those two teams, I think, are wanting to see each other in the sectional round. I, I don't know off the top of my head if it's semifinal or final that they could see each other, uh, but I, I think they're kind of mapping that out a little bit. <laughs> like, okay, we, if this happens again, so be it. Uh, we, we'd be excited to, to have to go through one another to get to get to the state tournament. Be a fun game to watch, presumably on a nice day. Mm-hmm. You'd hope. You'd you know, hope by that. So. <laughs> I guess there's no way to tell, no. but that would be uh, that'd be certainly a game with a lot of eyeballs on it. So, Colin, I think that'll about do it for this episode of Extra Prep. Again, a big congratulations to uh, Ella and Garrett. Mm-hmm. You know, big uh, seasons so far, and they might have a yep. little bit of gas left in the tank they here. They do. Absolutely. Uh, Ella Boyer and Garrett Taylor, respectively, are female and male athletes of the year here in 2022-23. This has been an episode of Extra Prep, uh, probably a long one so far with both uh, those interviews in here and then this segment with me, Joey Wright, and Colin Likas. But uh, stay tuned. Plenty more in print and online at newsgazette.com. Thanks for listening.